1: This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will?
2: Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing great. Oh, well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, look, continue on. You went from great to fine to okay, so I'll average it out and say you're doing fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm doing
1: fine. I'm doing, doing, doing fine. Uh, last. last we took a pause and now we're back and I feel like shows keep dropping and shows also keep getting canceled. As you just told me two minutes ago, uh, cops got canceled in the wake of George Floyd's murder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So the Paramount network, uh, did cancel cops. It's been around for 31 years. I hadn't didn't realize that the show has just been on for that long i just thought i didn't realize there i hadn't watched it in years i just but whenever i come across it on cable i thought it was just loops of old old reruns of shows but uh yeah that one and also i think uh, live pd stopped airing as well which is i think it comes on a and e or one of those one of the cable networks but yeah they they pulled the plug on on the show
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, Gone with the Wind has been removed from HBO um, due to its historical context. So a lot of a lot of changes in programming and services, which which is interesting because right now those services is where people are finding entertainment due to COVID-19 and everything and things slowly transitioning back to quote-unquote normal whatever that will be in yeah. the next few months but um it's the some very strategic moves and also i think some very needed new needed moves but but we'll see
2: yeah yeah they're going with the win thing yeah i know a lot of you know reading the comments and stuff people are like losing their shit but i mean they are going to return to show to HBO the movie to HBO Max. It's just, I mm-hmm. think they they are, but again, I think they'll put a disclaimer on there to you know to, to 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 frame it in its proper context because you know it does give this glorified, uh, overly romanticized notion of the of the South during the Civil War, but uh, and, and, but and during that time period. So I, I think on that one, I yeah you know, I think. I think that was a good move, and you know it—it it, it doesn't diminish its its historical value as far as film. I mean, it is one of the top grocers prior to End Game and and Avatar. So yeah, so but I think it. it but it, you know, we're in a, a 2020. I mean, it, we're in a new world now, and I think uh, if anything, the last few weeks has shown us that uh, you know we 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 have to have some hard conversations, and I think it's good to, for HBO Max to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think you, you are right where, because of that, that, that movie, um, has, has built itself a reputation in Hollywood for other purposes. And I frankly only remember one line and I said, frankly, on purpose, but (laughs) From nice. that movie And I've only seen it one time I, I fell asleep during it As I do yeah. with most movies from that era um, It's just not my cup of tea But I, I don't know um, In other news That it's kind of along the same lines We also got word this week That Hartley Sawyer uh, Was fired from The Flash and amidst racist, sexist And homophobic tweets being released From um, Over the past decade and yep. you know what i i will i will say on our show what i told you will i knew there was a reason <laughs> why i had no interest in ralph and sue this past season <laughs> 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 i'm fine with it
2: yeah <laughs> that's what yeah well you know I you know it, it's funny I was just like dang art imitating life or something is that why he was so like uh, so comfortable with some of the you know with, with the characters misogyny right. or early early on or what but uh, you know it's been a very interesting thing to see see how the fandom has has reacted to this uh, you know and it, it you know it really is like a window into 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 folks thoughts and feelings on certain things and some people you know a lot of you know, I saw things where people were high fiving. You're like, "Yeah, we got called. We we exposed him for who he is." Some people were like, "He's grown. Give him a break." So when I saw, you know, I mentioned to you earlier uh, in the week that I had met, I saw this starting to percolate around the end of end of May uh, on on some on some of the flash timelines and uh, people, you know, referencing these tweets and I, you know, I saw them and I saw where Hartley cancelled his, his Twitter page and then uh and then of course uh you know you can go to our page and see some of the some of the things that he that he tweeted out years ago. But I mean it was basically like, you know, saying if I had a wife I beat her a lot l L O L and trying to make very poor tastes and bad jokes. And so I mean yeah, it was a it was a while ago. Grant B was an adult and, you know, people are a hell responsible for it. And I think of Roseanne with her comments and you know losing her show, Kevin Hart. I mean, so this is not just a white thing. I mean, Kevin Hart, because of some old bits that he did in years past was, was pulled from, from the Oscars. So shows, this is a brand and, and this show has a, a following and an image that they want to protect. And if stuff like that shows up, I think they were well within their rights to dismiss him from the show. And uh,
1: it's kind of, though that he's been on now for a few seasons and they're only resurfacing right now. I mean, this, this really isn't, I didn't find this to be suddenly out of nowhere because this is a, um, the most recent of a slew of people who have um, been fired from different projects due to tweets and due to their perception on social media. Uh, And something that I would say is, it's not our call we don't know him in real life we know what he put out on social media and yes it, it they were a lot of the really bad ones were from what i could tell um very long ago but but i think we have to trust the producers where they do that judgment and saying was it just he was young and naive Or is that still the same person he is today, but he he's much more savvy with social media. And I think they determined from because they know him Mm -hmm. and they've been working with him for years now that, you know what? No, we we're going to hold him accountable because he hasn't changed. Um, I don't know if that would have been the outcome had they seen something else. Or the cast reaction. The cast reaction speaks, I think, the most volume
3: to it. Yeah.
1: So, so again, Uh, not our call. They did what they thought was in the best interest for their show and for just the culture that they want to build on set. And I applaud them for that.
2: I'm glad you brought up the cast reaction because I also, you know, thinking about another situation where this happened, uh, the contrast, uh, James Gunn. So. Exactly. yeah, when he had his his old tweets resurface, I mean, everyone to as far as cast members and of uh, you know really came to his defense and and was very supportive. We're here. I mean, Grant was very like you know shocked, hurt, dis- you know disappointed. So you know, so and, and even Stephen M. L. chimed in. So of course he he steps in it himself sometimes, but uh, but even you know and and, and you know and I'm sure they talked to Candace and and other members of the cast. Clearly, like you said, it was probably one of those things where, and especially given he's a supporting character and not a lead they they made the decision we're gonna move on, so uh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we're gonna move on, and we're not gonna we're gonna hold people accountable, yep. oh man, yeah, I like how you um you maneuvered around Stephen Valley, you're like, yeah, and Stephen <laughs> Valley even said, but he's also. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of did miss last week sharing our thoughts because both of us were very aware of every everything going on with Stephen and Mel on social media due to yeah. that knocking, knocking point podcast. Uh, I don't think we're going to get into it tonight no. or anything because that takes hours to unravel.
2: Yeah,
1: um, it, he he's a, an interesting character post he is. Arrow. He is. very he controversial. Is.
2: He is. He, but he even did post. more
1: controversial than when he was on the show, which is hard to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I, I brought it. I, I, he's fresh of mind because he, he did post a thing on his Instagram this evening where he, uh, it was a, a meme of uh, uh basically, it was, he someone forwarded it to him and talked about how, if you know, I don't have to worry about. But if, kids going out for a pack of skittles it's been something that's been floating around on social media he posted it so and he mm-hmm. said he's gonna do endeavor to to be better on and, and, and speak out more all these things so
1: yeah um and and you know what the the Erevo verse would not be complete If it also didn't have some kind of scandal going on in terms of writing and production, because we found out amidst everything else going on, they couldn't hold this back or anything, (laughs) that that woman producer uh, is planning on reinventing the show, I should say. Yeah, uh, They will not be focusing on Kate Kane, so this will not be a recast, although it'll be a restructure around a n- brand new Batwoman by the name of Riley. And boy, Twitter, as if you don't got enough stuff to yell about, <laughs> everyone <laughs> has their opinion. <laughs> no one agrees. but But it is interesting how after that initial statement and getting all of the feedback, now we find out that really this decision came from the advisement of Greg Berlamp- Berlanti who's the head of the Arrowverse creator of all of these shows that we constantly talk about and and it was him who said don't don't recast just reboot mm-hmm. and and i think there was something else that came out today but but i could be mistaken
2: uh, it, yeah there was something that came out today so actually i think it was in response to I guess there was a story that was floating around yesterday or day before about uh, there were plans to kill off Kate Kane. And and
0: it was, yeah, yeah,
2: and it was, uh, it was one of the, I don't know. It wasn't from a trade. It was, I think, you know, as far as like Hollywood Reporter, Variety or any reputable source, it was just uh, a blogger, I believe. And yeah, so As a result of that, uh, the showrunner, Caroline, came out with a very forceful statement today that, you know, as and I'll just read a portion of it. As a lesbian who's been working as a writer for the past 15 years, well aware of the bury your gaze trope, and I have no interest in participating in it. And then she goes on to say, that's why it's important to clarify any information about Kate and recasting her. Like you, I love Kate Kane and the reason I wanted to do the show will never erase her. In fact, her disappearance will be one of the mysteries of season two. And that was a real key thing I took away from her statement. Um, so we're not going to get a recast. And just like Bruce Wayne, Kate's going to disappear.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I- I'm still on the fence about if this makes me even more curious about season two of Batwoman. Or... Or if I'm mad at it, like a part of me, I was already completely on board for season two of Batwoman. Mm-hmm. But now I really have no idea yeah. what they're going to do, how they're going to achieve this. I do have, and, and that's something we have to remember. As I said before, we found out the decision came under the advisement of Greg Berlanti. He also put Carolyn in charge of the show, and she really did deliver an excellent season of TV with season one. She did. So I have to have faith that whatever they end up doing, they'll be able to swerve and make it work. And 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 if it doesn't, we tend to just love to talk about things we hate. So yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah (laughs) either way either way either way we'll have content (laughs) it's a win-win for
1: us (laughs) i mean it might go in the way of supergirl and we might
2: stop watching halfway through but who knows who knows (laughs) knows? knows exactly yeah i i'm like you i i i'm still i'm i'm in the still in the camp of you know treat us like adults here we know what happened Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Honor, yeah, yes, I I get Greg's point of trying to honor Ruby's work and that kind of thing, but at the same time, you know, part of the reason why season one works so well is is because of the relationships and the story that they built up. Yes,
1: exactly.
2: You know, yes, Ruby was a big part of that as far as how, especially as she grew with the character over the course of the season. It got, it seemed to get more and more comfortable as the season progressed, even though at least on camera, at least off camera, she, you know, obviously we know she wasn't, but, um, but I think, you know, when you have characters like Rachel Skarsen, uh, as far as Alice and the story they built up, with Kate and Alice, you know, you could, I mean, that's why they do screen tests and chemistry tests for, with actors and actresses, and they could bring someone in who could pick up that, that story. And I think, carry it forward forward because that was what got me invested in the show not 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 ruby rose Mm -hmm. but it was actually it was a character that they built and the story that they built so i i'm you know i'm of the opinion story is what matters and and so as a viewer i'm i'm really worried because i was really bought into this and now i'm like okay now i gotta get reinvested in a show uh, with this with this this recasting reboot it, with this recast and i you know and i i just don't know I, I it may work it may not uh we've seen situations where um it shows lose characters or, or lose lose actors and i think like nypd blue i mean they think you know yeah. they they well, You know, the lead got leaves and then they bring in Jimmy Smith's and and they picked up a beat and and went on forward. But they had a very strong. But again, it was, you know, a very strong supporting cast, which the show does have. But I think the story. On top of the strong supporting cast is what made this first season work so well.
1: Right. A show that comes to my mind whenever we talk about recasting is Parks and Rec, because Mm -hmm. I was late to the part party on that show and season one which i binged very like fundamentally a different show than season two Mm -hmm. and some of the most more prominent characters of that series did not even get introduced until the very end of season two so i think that there is a way now granted that's a sitcom we're talking to a comic book show which is basically a soap opera and to your point it's all about relationships and I 100% agree that viewers most of us it wasn't Ruby Rose it was Kate Kane mm-hmm. that is who we wanted to follow that's the person whose story kind of brought us in and all of these inter- intricate dynamics that involved to lead us into that finale and to prepare us for the next chapter. Now we're not going to get that chapter or that chapter is going to remain a quote unquote mystery. I got enough mystery in my life.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> But then again, I just, as a, as someone who's always very interested in, in the production side of entertainment and, and the writers and, and how, how things happen, I'm still curious. I guess uh, for whatever reason, I'm not fearful. I'm just curious about what's going to happen and how they're going to pull this off. I don't want to know anymore about the decisions that are being made right now. I want to give them time and space to write um, because that's what they really need to do because production will start before they know it. Yeah. And
2: yeah, and and I may, was reading hopefully
1: we don't have COVID twenty to come and disrupt the party.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I did see where Vancouver was getting close to uh starting uh to allow productions to uh to start up again in the city. So and I know LA County, I think, was doing that as well. So things will be get back in production before we know it. And uh in January twenty twenty one will be here very soon. So um uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think uh, fearful is maybe not the right feeling at this point. I, I, but again, I, you know, as, as I mentioned before, uh, I I think your point is well taken. That give them space to do what they need to do, and then we'll see the results of it next year.
1: Yeah, things that I um, have no interest in seeing the result is as space force. We gotta <laughs> talk about. This. Yeah. Will and I were very excited. We were. (laughs) We thought that Space Force was going to be a good show. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out we were wrong. Yeah. Um, I made it, I think, to episode four. And the funny thing about Space Force, A, it wasn't funny in my opinion. Um, Steve Carell, he's just old. And I honestly felt... Like he didn't even want to be there because the way he was delivering his lines, it just felt like someone, someone aged his body, and told him act exactly how you did in those Anchorman movies, <laughs> 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 or act how you did, do your set from about twenty years ago.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. It just. The show was so dry and just fell so flat for me. I couldn't get through it. I really, it was, it turned into white noise and I had, I did not care at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I made it to episode five and I, yeah, it was, I will say I I did, I I did laugh out loud with episode three. There were some bits in it that I, I did find funny. Uh, but it, but you're right. I mean, it it felt like, it felt like the shadow of the shadow of the shadow of, of the office. (laughs) Of the
1: the shadow of the office. Yeah. Of the UK office of that shadow.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, Because at some points it was like, okay, this is like where you have, you know, it was like Steve Carroll. And this as far as his character was just like, it was just, it was just really bad. I, I don't know if they were trying to be a farce. I mean, it was clearly trying to be a farce of, of the space force new service and stuff and all. And, and then there were some funny bits with the whole joint chiefs of staff, but, you know, after a while it got very tiresome with, with the current, with the generals, you know, basically, you know, in a, in a man measuring contest, as far as who, yeah. I mean, that I mean and it just it just it was just it was just hard to get through. I mean I was gonna be honest, it was yeah. hard to get through and I wanted and I was really trying to like it, but as I said, really the only episode where it really felt like I I did have some honest honest laughter was that epi- the was the third episode. Uh and the yeah. others you know, I was just like I, I, I turned it to my wife. We were watching, and I was like, "Man, you're just squandering such great talent here with Steve Carell, Steve Carell, and John Malkovich and Jane Lynch." John and, I mean,
1: Malkovich was on this show. Yeah, John Malkovich was yeah. on this show. Right, He was so weird. Yes, <laughs> but th- thanks for bringing up the talent point because it's funny how I stopped watching this show. And I found myself suddenly, I had to do it, and I binged the complete season of The Morning Show on Apple TV.
2: Oh, okay. How was that
1: with Steve Carell? And Steve Carell, it's like night and day. Huh. He he owns. Well, he doesn't own it because Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, and they have a supporting cast that is really good too but his performance man he just he nailed it and and it was so interesting because the performance he gives on that show when you compare it to space force it goes back to what i just said about he knew the writing was bad on space force because he delivered on the morning show in that show um it was good. I I don't think it needed to be 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. There were some beats towards the end where it just started to get predictable.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: However, I do appreciate that there are some scenes that I still that I think will be sketched in my mind for a good year. Um because it is so to the point about what se- sexual harassment in the workplace actually does to both men and women, mm-hmm. and the people, the hard rewind scenes of the world, and all of those bastards, the their it's not just how they do it mm-hmm. and what they do or their actions, but it's that manipulation everything and everyone and they really flushed all of that out so it it was good and i completely understand why it first dropped in november and everybody was so excited about it because um it it's very much have you ever seen the show the newsroom yeah okay so if it it is um hmm. it's it's another version of the newsroom Okay. Because they play off of recent events and everything. So,
2: okay. okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't I obviously have Apple TV, but I, I do remember a lot of what you just said. It was, it was part of that that buzz when it, when it first dropped. And, uh, I think, yeah, as far as one of the standout, uh, shows from, from that platform. So, uh, maybe you have to check it out sometime.
1: Yeah. 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 I for what well, I don't I was just bored and I watched it yeah. and I started watching Defending Jacob last night and I figured out I'm not really a fan of the murder mysteries (laughs) because I stopped watching it. And I I might, you're going to, you're going to roll your eyes and say, so Sarah, but (laughs) I might just watch the last episode, (laughs) but the, the, it's just, it's, it's very similar to when I watch documentaries, I feel as if there is someone or the editor has all the power Right. and they they make they cut to certain scenes and it, it never feels natural okay because they want to build this who done it and it just I, I don't know it's not engaging to me,
2: gotcha gotcha yeah i could I could see that i mean i I haven't those some of those street crown dramas and docu shows like that um yeah i have I have to definitely be in the right frame frame of mind to, to watch them to be to be engaged with them but uh yeah i haven't uh yeah this week has been um uh, really you know after after space force or space farce whatever you want to call it <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was just like okay maybe just take a little break from stuff and and you know to sort of be very very judicious as far as like picking up anything new for for a little bit but uh right. yeah uh but yeah you know, but you know, i may i'm again I may give the next episode or two of space force a try just to yeah just see if it gets any better, but you know this is another you know Greg daniels you know we we talked about uh upload a couple of weeks ago, and uh where that series you know has some good moments this one um uh, it was uh, is a disappointment, and it's really sad to I me mean, because Greg Daniels and Steve Carell are both the producers and are, are, are behind this, but it seemed like all the energy went to, to the setup and, and, and not to delivery.
1: Right, right. Well, there's no relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your point about Upload, and I forgot about that fact with Greg Daniels, and funny how both shows, I thought the comedy were the weak parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in Upload, when we were talking about it a few weeks ago, we both said that connection between Robbie Mel's character and the angel and and the actress, who I forget her name, but her portrayal and really the viewer seeing everything from from her eyes and all of these characters really helped right. keep the viewers engaged. Well, Space Force, it doesn't really have that. No. I mean, you could say the father-daughter relationship, but there were plenty of episodes where they hardly interacted, and it just—there were so many things missing mm-hmm. from it. Yeah, um, and were, that I yeah. feel like they they calculated the equation completely wrong. But right. um, I do have a show that I'm actually excited to talk about with you this okay. week. Okay. And wait for it, guys. Because I'm finally excited to talk about Stargirl. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not sold on the series, but I have wanted to talk to you about it, especially you- last week.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. You you teased it whenever we did our our our, our statement recording last week, and I, I I've been like waiting to see what you had to say. So I, you, I can't wait to, to hear what you had to say, and I'm a hush and. Let you do it.
1: Well, the episode that we were going to talk about last week, and I watched it, and the thing that blew my mind was they actually killed a kid.
2: (laughs) Yeah. They went there.
1: (laughs) They went there. And I honestly don't know if any of the other shows that we cover that are in this Arrowverse this DC verse have really gone there and they did. And, and then it escalated because they not only killed the kid, they killed the father, they destroyed this family and they had the villain do it. Yeah. To really strengthen that, Mm -hmm. that idea that this is a menacing person who goes after his own team. Yeah. And, and I thought it was so smart and Mm. I really, I appreciated it because in other shows we cover, we've commented often when they don't raise the stakes about why this villain, we should be afraid of him or we should be fearful of the potential or, or the, the um the dynamic between the hero and the villain, like those are very crucial things to establish and in this episode, Jordan just skyrocketed to a thousand percent. Now, I still have my issues with Courtney, <laughs> <laughs> and this episode also highlighted it <laughs> because despite watching, watching this kid die and the literal danger like unmistakable danger she not only put herself in but in pat in Mm -hmm. it i she still doesn't get it
2: yeah but i think this episode helps to help her begin to, to help her begin to get it because you know with the you know, we always you know you gotta always have the bus in peril <laughs> in in, in these superhero, right. and so and in this time, it wasn't due to her own her her making that the bus was actually in peril. It was basically Jordan realizing that the, you know they were coming back on on the trip, and he was using this as a way to to. Raise the stakes and and, and get Zarek to, you know, get back in the game. I mean, because, you know, because earlier in the episode, there was this very, there was this moment between Icicle, Jordan, and the the wizard, Zarek, uh, where they were discussing old times and, you know, basically we see how Jordan has come back to Blue Valley to and he's trying to gentrify the town and and basically' eric's there, there as a prop to 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 uh execute those you know, execute whatever new america plan is and and they have a you know they have that conversation on the steps about you know what would you do and 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 loss and 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 what's the important things and and it's really set you know it, that really set things up such that whenever jordan you know, froze the bridge, and, and 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 Courtney was you know you know to, 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 up to this point in the series she's you know she's been seeing the fun side of superheroing, and you know mm-hmm. it, and and you know really brainwave when you think about it compared to Jordan it was kind of a bumble you know he had he was kind of a bumbling creepy dude, but you know but it wasn't that like you were saying that menacing you know this guy is playing for keeps. He did you know, I didn't yeah. get that vibe from brainwave with what Jordan did. He's like, I'm, I will do whatever it takes, even killing my partner's son to, to achieve what I need to do here. And that really, right. yeah, that really provided some real stakes in this, you know, and it's not going to be one of these like, Oh, Barry's going to run and reverse it. You know, Joey and Zarek are coming back. This is, this is done. This right. is it.
1: Yeah, I think that to your point, Brainwave really came off as a henchman Mm -hmm. and just evil and mustache twirling and all of that. And meanwhile, Jordan comes out as the true master mastermind Mm -hmm. and somebody who not only understands how to manipulate his powers to the, the best potential, but also knows how to manipulate everyone else in the situation around him because he sees the political gain mm-hmm. and game and everything um and even as now he's kind of rebuilding and accelerating his plans he still is maneuvering people mm-hmm. um i think it's also funny <laughs> <laughs> we all knew it, watching the show, that Cameron would turn out to be Jordan's son. They set that up since the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, there might be a love love thing going on, and it might turn into Luke and Leia, where they find out they're related. Fingers yeah. crossed. No. <laughs> um, but, but then again, based on his reaction to his wife's dying... I... I I don't think they're going to go in that way. Honestly, I get the impression that the whole if they do end up making Starman not Courtney's dad and to what you explained to me making it be a villain, I think they're going to save that for season 2.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I read somewhere where Jeff John said that this this episode was the darkest place that this epi- this that they're going to go this season. So, um so yeah, I don't I don't think they'll do the do the do that kind of twi- twist with uh, with Courtney and her father uh, because that, you know if you do it if you if you know if you reveal it too soon in the series then yeah you know, it just it just cut, cuts off so many creative options down the down the line so
1: All right. Right, and and they're they're really making sure we recognize that they are at a unlimited creative options because the follow up episode, um, man, what is what is that character's name? Wildcat.
2: Wildcat, yeah, you Wildcat,
1: yeah, because Courtney's is basically assembling her own justice society mm-hmm. now that Pat. He's such a great stepfather, shows her where all of the toys are hidden.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Good job, Pat. Yeah. Good job. Yeah.
2: Pat so, was, so, yeah. yeah. It's funny about that because I guess Pat was trying, I guess he was trying to like you know, show her the stakes of the game are, 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 are real here. And, and, you know, she has Joey's loss and everything. And then, um, you know, Pat lost everyone because of, of this Justice mm-hmm. Society and how dangerous they are. Because this the Justice Society on you know, Earth 2 is like the best of the best superhero team. You know, you have the Flash, you have their, their you know, the Green Lantern, uh, Hourman, etc., and they couldn't stop in Justice Society. And again, it just reinforces the stakes. Uh, of the series and how dangerous icicle is, and so,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so, so I, it was really. I have to hand it to him. It was really good world building that they did in this episode, in episode three, and then carrying it forward into episode four um, with with Courtney trying to build her team
1: and make friends.
2: And make friends, and make friends. Even yeah. though, even though they did kind of just kind, kind of quickly moved on from Joey's death, but that was one of my quibbles with the fourth episode. But there was, but there was a lot of other things going on, uh, it, it, as far as we, you know learning about why Yolanda is 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 the outcast and sits at the quote unquote loser table, uh, right. and 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 right. again with her family. Was that?
1: With her family, I mean that was yeah. the big thing with Yolanda. Is it's it's not only that she's at the loser table in school, but me, but they really wanted to make it clear this isn't this isn't about her just wanting to be popular again. It's about she's lost her family, and yeah. I thought that was a really smart smart move because mm-hmm. so much of the show is about family. And especially modern families and learning to accept each other despite flaws or perception. Um, and so I like what they did with her character in the background. I didn't feel bored with this episode. No, I probably no. liked it because it didn't center around Courtney. <laughs> 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 and and it was it was funny because about I don't I don't know when Beth pops up. I th- I I make a note. What, okay, and I made this honestly way before the end of the episode. It's when we first see Beth and I was reminded that she's in this high school too. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote a note on the rundown. I wonder which society Beth is a part of. <laughs> 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 it's getting to a point where Courtney, it's not just that she's in high school, but she is a descendant of somebody and so are all of her classmates. They're all descendants of yeah. these larger-than-life superheroes.
3: Yeah.
1: And and with a big thing about comic, comic li- lineage is the passing of the torch, is mm-hmm. that legacy involved with the mantles of these characters. And so... In a way, I feel like this is an apology letter for season one of Teen Titans. Yes, I went there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. A, yeah, I, I will freely. Yeah, you know, you're right because um, with the DC universe, they
1: really are. Huh? <laughs>
2: yeah, they really are. I, I think I you, think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really are. But. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you know. I think we know which side Beth will be on. But I want to get. I, I wanted to follow up a little bit your point about Yolanda and her and her loss and, and, and again, one of the scenes that stands out to me was, uh, was when she after being with Courtney and being Wildcat and then going back to her home and talking to her family, you know, she's feeling, you know, that renewed sense of confidence that we, we saw early on in the, when we, whenever they went back three months at the beginning of the episode, to show her running for class president. And, you know, she was a popular kid and all that. And, and I'm glad they did that uh, because it gives a, a greater depth to, to what happened with her, in later, later in the episode, when she tries to say, Look, I, you know, yeah, I know I messed up and brought shame to the house and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and and but instead of taking the safe route and just like, Oh, you know, big hugs, everybody gets back together, you know, they they uh, they, they still just did not let them forgive her and stuff, and it really shows the complexities of of relationships in life, and 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 also I think it did put a good light as far as Courtney being that open and, and also calling out who was really in the wrong here I mean, Yolanda wasn't the person in the wrong it was, you know, it was actually Hank for like, sharing that sharing a selfie um to everyone. And, and so, you know, so it was, it was dealing with a lot of level layers there in that story about victimhood and, you know, how society, and even sometimes people who you're close to will, uh, you know, will, will, will not, you well, know, you know, blame the wrong person and, you know, you know, she made a mistake. And, and so it was, it was, a way to help Yolanda, you know, okay, I, I'm going to have to like build myself back up and I'm going to, you know, there's going to be things that, you know, I, you know, help. It was almost empowering for her to like, actually for them to like say, no, we're not going to forgive you at this point. She's like, okay, I got it. I got it. But, you know, through this, this new, superhero Wildcat, she's gonna, you know, reestablish herself and reestablish her identity. So I think it was it was a good way to explore some of those things, um, and, and not do it in a preachy way, but just in a in a in a good storytelling way.
1: Yeah. I I think that she found she decided she was no longer going to apologize because yeah. she knew she wasn't wrong. And I appreciate that. I thought she was kind of naive. To think that all would be right. Um, But even though she didn't get the outcome she wanted from her parents. I think by having said it. She freed herself from that guilt. And will now probably strive to find redemption. Which will be interesting. Um, Find redemption for her family. For her name under the identity of this alter ego that is wildcat and so that's where they continue this because it's not like she can go and save somebody and come back and tell mom and dad right right i mean it's a secret identity yet at the same time she knows that they that by her doing that she she is Putting more, more respect for herself, some self-respect, yeah. um and and I think that there's more to ex- explore with Hank. He 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 messed up by showing his friends, but he also didn't release it to the entire school.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> um. Another person. I wonder what side she's on. <laughs> what <laughs> descendant? Like this show should just be called Descendants. Oh wait, there's a Disney movie franchise I already called that, so. Oops. moving on <laughs> yeah i this show it's it's building um yeah. they're making a lot of right choices mm-hmm. i still i mean to your point and what we were talking about before with that woman and it wasn't about ruby rose it was all about kate kate i am not sold on courtney i am sold on the world building on this league and this larger story mm-hmm. but i'm not stalled on the main story of the hero
2: yeah i am it's growing on me uh, her story <laughs> is, is growing on me i think it's a little different from you know uh, because she, she's we're, we're we're growing with her as a superhero and so it, it, and, but also at the same time, whereas as whenever we meet the Oliver Queens and the Sarah Lances and Kate Canes as as adults, you know we're dealing with a teenager here, and so obviously we're dealing with all the things. You know, so we're, we're she's grown up as a superhero, but also she's got all the other things going on in her life as far as what a teen typically has as well. So I, you know, so the the relationship part i i am really liking how they are doing the relationship with with her and pat and getting getting invested in, in, in that as as like she you know like she is with pat it took finding the cosmic staff to like realize that her stepdad is not this this doofus goofy guy but but now since that that Event brought them closer together. I, I I I feel like as an audience member, I, I'm growing with as Courtney and Pat's relationship grows as they build this new Justice Society. I'm I'm, I'm starting to come along with it, and really in the third episode, even though it went to a dark place, that was kind of the thing that got that that was you know all the other things that happened in the episode and her going to see the Justice Society chambers and stuff really has gotten me more. Even more invested in in the characters and in the show. So I mean, it was and you know, a lot of things. You know, I, I I will I, I was engaged from start to finish with both episodes three and four. Whereas in you know, episode one I was because it's pilot. Episode two, you know, there were some moments I started kind of fading a bit, but but not with the but not with the last two.
1: Agreed. Very very. I think we're on the same page about this show so far. So. Yeah. On a um on a final note about a show that we've always been on the same page about. However, I didn't do my homework.
2: <laughs> well it just <laughs> uh, dropped today.
1: <laughs> Doom Patrol, the season two trailer dropped today, and Will has some thoughts.
2: I have some thoughts. Oh my god, I can't wait to June twenty fifth. It was uh great it was a very exciting trailer. It uh, it 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 recaps all the characters and the, the chief's reasonings for why he did the, you know, did the, the work on him, on them. Uh, it, you know, we, we see, you know, we see cliff and cliffs, you know, uh, how much I've missed, missed him robot man. And, you know, Rita Farr has some nice scenes where she seems to be getting better handle on her abilities. And, uh, uh, Cyborg, you know, Cyborg's a straight man to the to the misfits. And of course our our our, our favorite, uh Crazy Jane. uh yeah, I, I just uh there was a funny bit with her and Cyborg, uh that will spoil for Sarah, but uh whenever so whenever you see it, you'll you'll know which one I'm talking about between Crazy Jane and, and Cyborg. But it it, it remote but just seeing the trailer and also we do get introduced the little to the chief's daughter. It just reminded me why uh, I fell for the show as far as one of the more imaginative and different and, and, and dopest shows in, in the genre. So uh, it's just a couple of weeks away and, uh, you know, we'll be talking about it.
1: Absolutely. I, I love me some Doom Patrol. And I hope they knock it out of the park like they did with their first season. If you haven't watched their first season, then you're just dead to me. <laughs> 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 um, hang in there. I, I will admit, you you got to get to about episode four before things really start to build and escalate. And, and you can probably skip um, two and three. But on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K.
1: And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, out. You're welcome.